you have to show up to that. Like you can't just think like, oh, darn, something's changed again. And now it's really hard to figure out what my schedule looks like. You have to figure out what your schedule is going to look like so that you can enjoy every part of it. And so that you are feeling fulfilled by the things that are in your buckets. I had to cancel this week on one of my commitments because of feeling really quite overwhelmed this month and with everything going on and feeling like my life was really getting way out of, out of balance. And it was hard to do, but I had a chat to the organizer of this mastermind that I was a part of here in, in Sydney. It was virtual um, because the other women mm-hmm. were distributed in other cities and I was really enjoying it, but I took some time to reflect these last few weeks. And I was like, I can't do this as well as everything else. Three, two, one. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Oh, back to the traditional swan dive. I'm so excited. I like to mix it up for you. I like to change it up every now and then. Taking it back to the beginning. You even had a little boogie boogie shake shake afterwards. I'm telling you, it's another morning where I've got a lot of caffeine in me. (laughs) We heart caffeine. Yeah, this morning I really needed to double up on the dose. <laughs> do you do espresso or what's your what's your coffee situation looking like? Well, funny that you ask and I know that you're a coffee lover. So I normally do espresso. Since I first started drinking coffee, we have the little Italian coffee maker, little Bialetti, mm-hmm. you know that little hexagonal one? Oh, Very yes. Cute. Yeah. That's been the standard. But recently, Omar for Christmas got a French press. And so I used the French press this morning. Oh, yeah. So, okay. How do you like it compared to your little espresso? Yeah. What I love about it is that I can put way more coffee in there. (laughs) (laughs) because I'm just like, I think he recommended two scoops. I think I put three and a half today. I was like, I definitely need a little bit more. And so there's, I think the coffee is quite stronger than the espresso and I have a lot more of it and I managed to get three cups out of it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so we're, we're, we're on fire this morning, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is America the only place that just thrives on coffees like that? Because I feel like every time I travel, I try and order a coffee and I'm like, I will take the big one thinking I'm going to get like 16 ounces. And then a big one is like 
three ounces instead of two. I'm like, what happened to the rest of my coffee? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I am enjoying this morning's coffee. I really needed it. I know that our topic today is work-life balance and I've needed this extra cup of coffee only because extra two cups of coffee only because I needed more sleep this morning. And it's kind of been the story of these, I think the whole of January has been. You've had a busy like sketch. Yes. Mm -hmm. And friends, we should feel so grateful that Nicole always clears the decks for the podcast. We're so thankful. Um, (laughs) but yes I am so excited this is very applicable to our conversation today about work-life balance um and I know that you're actually getting ready for a trip next week to Tasmania tell us about it I want to hear why Tasmania let's hear about this trip break it down I am so excited for this trip. I am still waiting, though, for Omar to give us the spreadsheet with the itinerary. So I don't know what we'll be doing in Tasmania. Oh, well, that's kind of fun. But we do. (laughs) Surprise. Doesn't doesn't everybody prepare a Google spreadsheet before their trip? I was going to say, this is very impressive. I like Omar even more. I already really (laughs) liked him a lot. (laughs) All right. So before we get into our way of planning a trip and the Google spreadsheet and what that is all about, we are going to Tasmania. First time for us both. It is in celebration of our wedding anniversary, which happened uh, a week ago. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. How many years? Six. Six years. Say that with confidence because I've messed it up many times in the past. It is definitely (laughs) six years. (laughs) And we decided to do something a little bit different this year, meaning we're taking this trip versus just going out for dinner and doing a pretty low-key celebration. And the reason is because I've committed and we've both committed to having more work-life balance, to having more enjoyable experiences throughout the year and taking trips, not when we get to breaking point, which has been a little bit of uh, the way we've done things in the past, but, you know, planning these trips ahead of time and scheduling them so that there isn't such a long stint of, you know, crunch, crunch, work, work, work before we actually get to that trip vacation, that break, if you will. Yeah. So that's why we booked this trip and we're going for five days uh, to Tasmania and he's responsible for the itinerary. It should be in my inbox very soon, but I'm super excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am so excited for you guys. And I know that you and I have had many offline conversations about, well, not technically offline. We're still online when we're talking about them, but we're not recording those conversations. <laughs> not all <laughs> our conversations I, get recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I have had so many conversations about this because you and Omar are two of the hardest working, most driven, caring people who I, like you guys just love your business to a level that you don't see every day. And I really respect you guys for that. I love your love for your business and for your customers. But sometimes that takes a toll. And I know that you guys have, 
you know, travel's just been like weird anyways the last mm. couple of years. So that's one part, right? Yeah. But yeah. you guys, oh, you guys, I have tried to get Nicole on so many vacations. I'm like, you need go away. Don't bring your computer. Don't use the internet. And you guys actually, was it in 2021 that you went to that retreat um, center? Oh, the yoga retreat? Yes. Yeah. The first one was in 2020. I remember it was a couple of months after. Yeah, it was for my birthday in 2020. And then we went again last year as well. So we've been there twice. Mm. We've just take uh, three days and it's very close to Sydney, like where, where, where we live in Sydney. It's only about an hour out of Sydney. Uh, to Swami's. It's it's the most amazing little sanctuary of just peace and calm and it's just lovely. Yeah, it really gets you out of the rhythm of everyday, of everyday life. But I don't um, want, you know what, Kate, I'm serious here. I don't, and it's very nice what you, what you said about me and Omar and I appreciate that, but I sometimes feel like I don't want to wear this whole busy as a badge of honor. And, mm-hmm. you know, it does get to the point where you think, okay, I need a little bit more. I don't know if balance is the right word, but it's because we are very passionate about our business. And for me, it's not about work is in a separate bucket to life. I think for mm. me, work and life really go hand in hand. And I like it that way. But where the issue is and where I very much look up to you and I want to ask you how you have done it, I think we get to the point where we burn out or we get too close. Mm. We get too close to that burnout point. Um, and normally the rhythm has been, yeah, once we get, we feel like we're getting there, let's take a break. And this year what we're trying to do differently is to preempt and make sure that we schedule those breaks so we don't get to that point. So yeah. I, I think you've done this really, really well. Thank you. Mm. I I will say, I, I think the difference between wearing busy as a badge of honor and not, which I don't think you do, is you're not out there like bragging about how busy you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you are, you have been very straight up about the fact that you want to work on this and you mm-hmm. are taking the actions and uh, committing to making that happen, proven by your Tasmania trip and you mm-hmm. guys approaching things differently this year, which I think is a really beautiful message to anyone out there who's feeling and it doesn't have to be just like an overload on work. It could be an overload in any area mm-hmm. of your life, right? Yeah. Um, so, so this balance, we're talking about work-life balance today, but you could, you could use anything life balance, um, it, it, depending on your situation and what you're experiencing personally. Um, but I think that it does get to entrepreneurs a lot because like you said, and I feel the same way, your, your business and your, and your life are kind of like, sometimes feel like one thing. Yeah. <laughs> your business yeah. is your life and your life is your business. Right. Um, but I do, and thank you again for your kind words. I do feel like John and I have been incredibly intentional about letting our life run our business versus our business run our life. 
that's very important um, to both of us. And, and I think that we've made a lot of really strategic business decisions that have made that easier Hmm. because our businesses are quite different, right? You know, you guys have a team of, what are you guys up to now? 21, 21, 22. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what you guys have created is just incredibly impressive. You have a huge team and you and Omar are, are really, you know, you guys run the ship. Yeah. And, you know, John and I have a team of three. And so I feel like it has been, you know, not always a super clear path to where mm-hmm. we're headed. But I do know that always, or at least for the last handful of years, our lifestyle being the focus has been very clear. And but again, you haven't compromised on your business goals as well, which is what I really admire you and John for, right? You, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the place that I, I think a lot of people would love to get to. And you're, and you've made a point that the businesses are very different. So when the businesses are different and require a different, uh, different resources, a different team to, to make it all happen, it, it is going to impact, yeah, the dynamics. It's going to impact the lifestyle that we can, that we can lead for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, I, it's still important to recognize when you need to recharge and when it's required of you to recharge so that your business can run more effectively and you can have, you know, you don't want to get to the point where you're so stressed out and burnt out that you can't even enjoy life or take a trip and, and all of that. So we're very conscious of that. Um, but at the same time, it's that juggling of, okay, this is what the business needs. This is what's uh, needed from me. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, trying to make sure that. How do do I give that? And also. And also, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So, I, I mean, do you, I've heard so many times from people that they don't think that work life balance is possible. I know a lot of people just like, vehemently dislike mm-hmm. that whole term and concept of work-life balance. I actually love it because mm-hmm. I think that it starkly shows you whether or not you have it. Mm. Um, and I think that for a lot of people, that's a driving motivator to look at it as work-life balance and to be able to, to think that you have it or you don't. Um, and that if you don't, that perhaps that could encourage you to get it. Mm. Um, do you believe that there is a such thing as work-life balance? I think there is. And I think the way it manifests itself is that you don't get to the point where you've devoted so much energy to one thing at the detriment and expense of being able mm-hmm. to give your energy to other things. So, well, and so, yeah, I mean, so maybe that's not going to be like 100% of the time, right? I mean, as anyone who's a business owner or an entrepreneur or a mother or a father or, uh, you know, anything, you know that sometimes something is going to require more of your attention and that's going to take away from something else. But to me, balance doesn't mean 
50-50. Right, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. balance means that you feel fulfilled in, in every area of your life that's important to you. And that might mean that sometimes your business takes 80% and, and your life gets 20. And then the week after that, or when you plan a trip to Tasmania, your life gets 80% of it and your business gets 20. You know, it's, it's not about 50, 50 to me. That's not what balance means. It's more of how you feel and what it means for you to be be fulfilled in a business sense, in a familial sense, in a personal care sense, in a, you know, whatever other senses you want to throw into that balancing act. (laughs) Yeah, because you're so right. And I think people realize that things are out of whack. It's when they realize, oh, I don't have enough time to even go to the gym and work out. Mm -hmm. So they could be spending time. It doesn't necessarily have to be work. It could be they're giving their time and attention to family, to other needs. And so they're neglecting that side of their life. And that's the awareness that, oh, things are out of balance or out of whack. But a hundred percent, the whole idea of 50, 50 and this perfect distribution of time allocation to work and allocation to, you know, the other, whatever else, it's going to be different for everyone. It's almost Mm -hmm. like when, as an entrepreneur, when people ask you, what are you doing on, on the weekend? And some, Times I think, well, you know, the weekend doesn't really always apply to a business that's running 24-7. Always. <laughs> but that's, a, that's the only way that somebody who has a weekend or who's, whose work is Monday to Friday thinks, right? And that's not – so what, I'm, what, am I, what am I trying to say there? I'm trying to say that, like you said, if I have to spend time because – I want to spend time or my business needs the time over a weekend, but then I take Monday, Tuesday off, or I take half day, Wednesday, Thursday, there's, there is a sense of balance there. Uh, It just doesn't kind of fit the mold of what most people think is, is. Yeah. The, the mold of like what people think is this like 50, 50, like, oh, well, I work a nine to five job. So my work life balance is that at five o'clock, I don't work anymore. And I go home and I do all my life things. And Saturday and Sunday, I'd never drive to the office. Like, are you kidding me? You're actually going to work on the weekend. (laughs) But you're like, no, those are the really fun times to work because nobody's emailing you and you get to like actually, you know, work on like those fun, bigger projects. And um, yeah, I mean, I I certainly think that it's a a very, uh, to your point, it's going to look very different for everyone. And that's that's why when I think about times like, you know, f- for for me and for Gus, <laughs> hey, Gus. like, yes, mom, you go. <laughs> um, oh, okay, Gus. Um, no, that's okay. Go. So for me, if I'm, you know, going to be able to take like a a two month trip or something like, yes, outwardly, that looks like, whoa, that's, you know, two, two months and, and traveling and, and not all these things. But the two months leading up to that, 
you know, we're very mm -hmm. work heavy and a lot of preparation goes yeah. into that. And a lot of like full focus on the business goes into that. And I say no to a lot of things that I might otherwise be doing because I have to focus on that preparation period in order to be able to, you know, do that two month trip or whatever it is. So again, going back to it and I don't want to like, you know, beat this more than it needs to be. But I do think it's really critical to understand that in order for you to feel work-life balance, and when I say you, I mean you or anyone who's tuning in, you have to know what fulfillment looks like for you and, and what each of those buckets, like how you need to fill them in order to say, to feel balanced. Because again, that's doesn't necessarily mean 25% here, 25% right. here, 25% here and 25% here. It might mean 40% one place and 15 the other place. And that's what makes you feel fulfilled. But you have to be honest with yourself yeah. about that too, right? You can't say like, oh, I feel fulfilled when 95% of my life is my business and 5% of it, like I kind of sometimes sort of get to do what I want. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really know that, I don't know, I... <laughs> I guess I go against myself if I say that you can't do that, but it, <laughs> it just doesn't sound very balanced. <laughs> no, you're right. You're, you're right. And where in the past I've felt even more like our life has been out of balance is when we've taken trips and we've had to do work on those trips. So, mm. you know, yeah. I feel that when you say you do all that work in preparation in lead up to a trip, we do the same thing. You know, Omar has to batch record a whole bunch of episodes for the podcast. Um, all that preparation gets ramped up and, and, and work ramps up in, in the build up to that. So that, yes, when you're off, you're, you're properly off. And to me, that is what would be balance. Uh, and what I'm aspiring to and hoping to get to more of this year is like when we're off in Tasmania, we're not working. We'll take our laptops. We'll take our mics more so for Omar if he has to do a read or something that comes up last minute. But um, ideally, if we can just unplug and switch off and really be immersed in that experience, that would be great. That would feel like, yeah, I'm able to have that experience that I'm after that bucket of this is now our time together as a couple, um, having an, mm -hmm. having, you know, a new travel experience together that fills me up. So yeah. So maybe on a weekend, somebody, um, is working on a side project mm -hmm. and they might be working on that side project because that lights them up. That happened to me very clearly over the lockdown period, when I was working um, on our show, I felt really excited to be spending my weekend, you know, doing what what I do for the show, which is not the heavy lifting that you do, editing these oh conversations. Gosh, but, <laughs> but I had I had friends say, "Oh, but that's still work, isn't it?" And I think I remember saying, "Oh, yeah, it is." But it didn't feel like work for me. My, my, yeah. my, my sentiment, my feeling for that is not that it's exhausting. It's because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And even if I am spending time on it on the weekend, that's okay. Um, so again, not to, again, to beat this, um, to dwell on this point, I think it comes down to what are the things that you want to do in your life? What are those buckets, so to speak? And it could be family, spirituality, um, health and fitness, work, travel, or whatever those buckets that you create for yourself. 
if you're feeling like you're not able to devote any energy to one of those, but you really want to, then that's, I think, where the frustration comes in for a lot of people. They feel drained mm-hmm. because they're giving their energy to something that they're not enjoying. And yeah. perhaps for a lot of people, it's, yeah, I don't love my job. I feel really drained. And then I'm so exhausted that I don't have time or f- desire to go to the gym after work. And a frustration comes up there. Mm-hmm. So what's yeah, the solution? I mean, what's the solution? To well, that? I think you have to figure out, well, you have to accept that something's got to give, right? So when early on in becoming an entrepreneur, I, I remember hearing this multiple times. And I believe that John was actually one of the people who said it to me multiple times <laughs> um, that we have to learn to be resourceful. Mm. Like, not everything is like super easy and handed to you and explained perfectly and laid out for you and all of that, right? If you feel exhausted by your job and because of that, you're not going to the gym after, when else could you go to the gym besides after work Mm. so that you're not, you know, like there's some of these things that we have, it's very easy to jump to, oh, well, I just worked a full day and I'm exhausted. I can't go to the gym. Hmm. Uh, well, rearrange your schedule. If health and fitness is important to you yeah. and going to the gym is important to you, you've got to figure out another time to go to the gym. Or you've got to find out a way to have a conversation with your boss or your colleagues or whatever is going on at work that's making you so exhausted to try and figure out how you can alleviate that. Like, Because everything doesn't have to be just the way that it is, because that's the way that it's always been. Like you have the ability to change that. Um, And I think that that's a really important thing to consider, not just in work and every area of your life, because, you know, if one of my buckets, whatever bucket it might be, I want to put more time into it. Like I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my other bucket so that I have that because I do understand, you know, I've used like this 50, 50 analogy, like we all have a hundred percent. We just have to decide where we want to, where we want to have that percentage, um, you know, broken up into. And Don't let other people define, I think this is really important too. You know, you had asked like, how, how do we solve this? Like, I think part of it is not letting other people define your buckets and like, what should be important to you. Even like with this podcast for a while, I I was kind of thinking of it like this was part of my work too. Right. But then I'm like, no, I'm assuming that because my actual like business is podcasting. And because this is a podcast, like it's suddenly part of like my business, but it's not, I view this as like a passion project that you and I get to connect and we get to spend this time together and we get to have great conversations. We get to share them. Like this isn't my business bucket. Mm -hmm. And while somebody else might assume that for me and, and you know, subconsciously or not on purpose or anything. I'm not saying that, but say like, oh, you're working. Um, You know, I need to step up for myself and understand that, no, this isn't work for me. This Mm. is something else for me and be okay with that. But if we don't give ourselves time to do that 
and and we we never consider what we want our buckets to be or what belongs in each of those buckets or what we want to be in each of those buckets then where does that leave us it leaves us in the scenario of i'm exhausted by my job so i can't go to the gym yeah oh exactly no you're right you're 100% right and i love how you you reframed the whole podcast activity for you does not belong in the bucket of business. And the other thing that I think about too, is that this idea of balance or what you spend your time on changes over time. It's not always going Mm -hmm. to be the same because whatever's going on in your life could be very different and require something different from you, whether it's Mm -hmm. uh, you now have a child or you've started a family or you've started a new job and that requires maybe different, you know, input from you than once you're well into your job, all of that, right? It changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think kind of like the, the biggest example or maybe the most obvious example is a better way to put it is like we kind of mentioned it before is this idea of work-life balance when you work a nine-to-five versus like a work-life balance when you become an entrepreneur you know is very different to how your days are structured and like you said running a business is kind of like a 24-7 type of thing Mm -hmm. whereas a job is like a nine-to-five five days a week type of thing Um, but I'm curious, are there like maybe other areas of your life where you feel this way that like, you know, going that shift from nine to five to entrepreneur certainly created a lot of change in what your balance and your buckets and your percentages all looked like. Um, can you think of other changes like life changes maybe where you felt like you had to kind of arrange that, what that balance looked like? Well, I think about how I used to spend a lot of time on my hobby, which was flamenco dance. I mm. used, mm-hmm. And then I gave that up a few, it's over two years now. So for me, it was most of the day would be time on the business and work. And then that time that I would spend in class, uh, in dance classes would be where okay, now I'm doing my hobby, my side thing. And then I remember when it just became really hard to sustain that. I I think I was dancing maybe two, three times a week and the classes Mm -hmm. were in the evening. And because my days started so early, I'd get to those evening classes and just be exhausted. I just couldn't take in any more information. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to learn a new choreography, it's just not sticking because my brain is like saying no more. I can't, I can't take any more. We're done for (laughs) the day. Not (laughs) functioning. We're closed. (laughs) Reopening tomorrow morning. It's like, there are no morning classes. They can only come in the evening. So, Mm -hmm. so I remember having to, you know, there were other reasons why I, I stopped uh, dancing. And I think that all kind of led to, you know, um, needing to have uh, surgery and all of that because yeah, I was just exhausted. And even though I gave up dancing, I've, I'm still very much into working out and now I've got a PT and I'm still very focused on uh, making sure that I get those workouts done in the week. What's funny too is that 
I was doing four workouts a week. I said to Zach, you know, I prefer shorter workouts, but more throughout the week. And then Mm -hmm. it started to become really unsustainable. I wasn't getting that fourth workout in. And so I backtracked and I said, listen, you know, let's, even though the workout might be a little bit longer, I think I can only do three a week. And so he switched everything up and now I just have to work out three times a week and I'm following his, his plan and the program. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, it's just finding the balance of, I still need to do this because I want to do this. Health and fitness is really important just scheduling it in a way that works for the rest of my schedule so that I don't feel like I'm taking time away from work, friends, family, all the other things that I want to do and need to do in life. Yeah. So that it's not like a chore, right? I mean, you don't like something that you're passionate about and that you want in your life, like it shouldn't feel like a chore. So if you end up adjusting or depending on what else you have going on in your life at the time, like, I think about, you know, right, right now I shared with you and I think we talked about on a previous episode that I joined our tennis league here, um, in our community. And so for the next three months, like I'm going to be playing a lot of tennis. Mm -hmm. I went from playing tennis one time per week and now I'm this week I'm playing five, I'm playing five times this week. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so, you know, that's drastically different, mm-hmm. but I also think that there are times and situations and scenarios in your life where it might be fine. It might be like a, def- a definite amount of time. Like I know for the next three months, I'm going to be playing a lot of tennis and I'm rearranging my other buckets accordingly. Um, you know, I'm not running as much right now because the time that I would usually be running is now going to tennis. And so you adjust based on the things that are important to you in that moment. And, you know, I think your example of like, you were very into flamenco and for a number of reasons, like that came to an end and it's not like you stopped having hobbies or stopped, you know, getting great exercise. You found other ways to work that into your life that worked for you, given your other commitments and what else is important to you. And I think that that goes too for, I mean, I, I think one great example is like you and Omar decided to move back to Sydney. I mean, you guys Mm -hmm. were in San Diego, you wanted to be closer to your family. Like that became a really big priority for you Mm -hmm. at that time in your life for any number of reasons. And you, you made a lot of shifts in your, you know, what was your regular schedule and, and living in California to go back home. And I think that that's, you know, true for a lot of people that whether they're moving to be closer to family, I know a lot of people who, um, you know, have started a family and they've decided to move back close to their parents or friends and family so that they kind of have that support system. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really do think it's something that, that change is constantly changing. And so you have to show up to that. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just think like, Oh, darn, something's changed again. And now it's really hard to figure out what my schedule looks like. You have to figure out what your schedule is going to look like so that you can enjoy every part of it. And so that you are feeling fulfilled by the things that are in your buckets. I had to cancel this week on one of my commitments because of feeling really quite overwhelmed 
this month and with everything going on and feeling like my life was really getting way out of, out of balance. And it was hard to do, but I had a chat to the organizer of this mastermind that I was a part of here in, in Sydney. It was virtual um, because the other women mm-hmm. were distributed in other cities and I was really enjoying it. And I had even offered to be volunteered to be the guide for that team um, which just meant a little bit of extra, um, work in the sense of just doing an email to the team and, uh, a couple of other little responsibilities in addition to just participating in, in the calls. But I took some time to reflect these last few weeks and I was like, I can't do this as well as everything else. And it was just a matter of, I think you've said it before. If you say if you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And I think I was saying no to the basics of getting enough sleep, <laughs> which is a biggie, right? It was. Just, it started to get to the level of like I'm not sleeping enough, and yeah. this wasn't the way it was before. So something has to give. Yeah. And I ended up looking at all of my commitments and thinking, okay, this is probably the one that can go. Um, and so, yeah, I had the call with the, the, the lady who organizes it, who's awesome. I love these women on, on the, on these calls and on this team. And she totally understood. And cause again, health, sleep, all of those things really need to be our priority. I believe mm-hmm. that they need to be our priority. So as soon as you feel like, okay, I'm not getting enough sleep or I'm exhausted, I don't have enough energy for this, this, and this. You just have to get real and say, well, am I doing too much? What can I cut out? What can I sunset? And yeah, sometimes it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, maybe you still want to do that thing because it's fun or whatever, but you just have to recognize, okay, it's, it's impacting me. And I saw it impact me. Here's an example. Remember I shared that I was uh, doing those yoga classes at six in the morning with my friend. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I had done a couple of those with my friend Moira and we had scheduled one for last Friday. And because my, my schedule's been so chock a block full I set my alarm for a little bit later than I normally would because I just thought I need some more sleep. So I set my alarm a little bit later and that morning I got to the door of the yoga class of the studio one minute past the time the class was starting. Just a minute, but the door was shut and I was locked out. Oh no, (laughs) oh no. 6.30 in the morning and I totally took responsibility for that. I was like, this has happened. I've never, ever been shut out of a class. The studio was closed. Obviously it's an early class, so they're not going to have, it's, you know, COVID now people are short staffed. Businesses are short staffed. I think they normally would have another person at the desk in addition to the teacher, but that morning, super early, it was already six 30. So she's up in the class and I realized, yeah, this is on me. It's, I could have said, oh, come on, it's a minute after the, <laughs> surely they can wait. You know, they know I'm on the Bang roster. on the door. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I realized, well, this has happened because I've just mm-hmm. got too much on. I normally would wake up earlier, but I needed more sleep and it's cost me my class with my friend. I was really bummed about that. 
but I owned it and I was like, okay, something's got to change. And so that started me kind of reflecting, okay, what's on my plate right now? Why is this happening? I think I missed another appointment for something else. I can't remember. And I just realized, okay, I've got too much on. Let's, let's, you know, sunset some things. I think that's such an amazing reminder. And it's such a great lesson is like, we feel so overwhelmed and like we've taken on too much, but we don't stop to think of like what we can say no to and what we need to pick out. You don't need to feel like shame around it. And like, sure, maybe you'll feel bad for having to cancel a commitment or, you know, going back and, and having that really tough conversation to say, look, I, I know that I booked this, I committed to this, but I have to be real with myself. And I want to be honest with you, like, I just can't do it. And yeah. sometimes we have to do that. I've had to do that so many times, so many times. And I think that one of the when I started really focusing in on like time management and becoming super obsessed with that, one of my biggest lessons was how empowering it is to say no. Mm. And how much strength comes from being able to have those difficult conversations. And just, you know, be honest with people. I'm sorry. No, I I can't make it. Mm. I can't be at the party. I can't do the class. I can't commit to this mentorship or whatever, whatever it is. Um, because that's your time. Mm. That's your potential balance being imbalanced. And I don't, I like, I don't want to do that to myself. Like I respect my time way too much for that. And I needed that reminder all the time too. I'm definitely not trying to act like I have this all figured out. Um, but I do think that it's something you have to constantly remind yourself of. I don't know if it was the same for you, if it got to the point where it was a kind of like a breaking point, like for me, in my experience, what's happened just recently, it has been the fact that I've missed appointments. I've been late. I mean, I even said it this morning too. I've, I had, I needed extra caffeine because I did get up a little bit later than I normally would. And so I don't have a bit of extra time to be ready for, for our conversations. Well, you've been doing fabulous. So (laughs) you showed up for it. (laughs) And it got to the point where, for me, it got to the point where this is unsustainable But the upside of all of this is that I've become so much better at delegating tasks now to teammates. I didn't realize until very recently how much I was doing that I could easily give to our awesome EA Romina, um, CJ in customer support. Like I, I realized that there are so many things that I do out of habit or that Oh, I can do this much better than because I've always done this, right? It'll be, it'll just be real quick. It'll just be real quick. And you know, it's going to take so much longer to explain this to someone. So let me just do it myself first. I've become fierce. Good for you. I know. And, and when you said it becomes, it's so empowering to say no to something. I think I feel that 
I've had that feeling of empowerment and just how good it is to be able to say, look, someone else can do this and they can do it enough with this. I'm going to do a better job or it's just going to be real quick. They want to do it. They're actually really Mm -hmm. happy to do it. When I've delegated tasks, I can see that, for example, Romina is really happy to help out with something. And I just said to her, I said, Romina, I need help with this. And she's like, yep, give it to me. And off she goes. And she's done a great job. And I'm like, what was I waiting for? I was waiting to get to this point where I've waking up late, missing classes, feeling like I can't do everything not sleeping enough, scheduling calls at 5am, meetings at 7.30. Mm. Like, why did I wait to get to this point? So I don't know, all to say, is that a similar experience that you've had? Did it get to, did it have to get to that point? Because I think sometimes, I think sometimes I feel like people get to that point to finally make those calls on enough. Yeah. I do feel like I've had instances where I'm a big calendar person. Like I schedule everything, everything's in my calendar. And, um, this was probably within the last year that this happened to me. I opened up my calendar and I looked at my week and I was just like sad about it. (laughs) Like I was not excited about one thing on my calendar. And I was like, this no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I'm smiling and I don't mean to cut you off. I remember in one conversation that we had, you used the expression, someone threw up on my calendar. <laughs> and, and, and at the time, I was like, that's an interesting way to put it. I think we were on the topic of overwhelm and I, I, I think you were talking about, you know, saying, finally saying no, or when you have a handle on things, yeah. you feel like you have a handle mm-hmm. on things. And then all of a sudden one week you look and someone's thrown up on your calendar and it only registered with me this week. I processed it as, oh, there's no white space. It's completely yeah. covered. The calendar <laughs> is full because if someone throws up, that's it. It's like there's no everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> and I keep thinking now about the white space in my calendar and how I want to have more white space because all my little events are all colored. And if I can have some white space, that means emergencies, putting out fires, having you know a buffer when things take a little bit Tasmania Tasmania all of that can now go into the white space yeah (laughs) so I'm sorry I cut you off and I was laughing because the you threw up on someone threw up on your calendar (laughs) (laughs) that white that white space is like rays of sunshine brightening up every day on your calendar no I told yeah and so that's probably about the time actually that you remember us having that conversation that I did feel like someone threw up on my calendar and then I was like wait I threw up on my calendar because the only reason all of this is on my calendar is because of me that's a very important thing to take ownership of. Like you said earlier, you took responsibility for the fact that you were one minute late to your yoga class and they locked you out. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to do that with everything. You have to take, uh, this goes back to the, I'm exhausted after work and I can't work out. Like you have to take ownership and responsibility for that stuff. Mm. If it's important to you, figure it out. Like, and if that's saying no to things that, you really want, Hey, I'm not, again, 
It's not like you get to say yes to everything that's like fun and amazing and wonderful and your life is suddenly perfect and like all the things that you don't want to do, you just say no to. I understand that it doesn't always go that way, Um, but there has to be a give and take. And, you know, even going back to what work-life balance means, like I've shared what it means to me and I feel like you've shared what it means to you. And I feel like everybody needs to understand what it means to them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you don't get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in different places and that's, and I'm, and I'm still, I'm getting to a better place, um, with work-life balance. And for me right now, it's, it's, I'm really looking at it as simply as is there white space on my calendar? That's how I'm, because like you, my calendar is everything. That's how life happens. If it's not on the calendar, it won't happen or I'll forget it. And so if I can build in more white space, it means I can feel, yeah, less overwhelmed, less. less Means you're winning. I'm winning. (laughs) Not yet. It means you're (laughs) not yet, but I'm getting there. But I think, I mean, back to the beginning of this episode, like you guys have a five day vacay coming up. I mean, that's incredible. You guys were intentional about it. You committed to it. It wasn't, oh, we can't because we have too much work to do. It was, we are going to do this and we'll, it, maybe it means we need to delegate more. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually like super amazed. I don't know if you've had this experience too, but sometimes I just like don't do something. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I actually don't have to do that thing. (laughs) And I, I think about that a lot of times when I'm thinking about delegating stuff, there are some things that frankly, like maybe you're doing them just because you've always done them or because you feel like they are super important. Hmm. But like, really, if you take a step back and look at your priorities, and look at the activities that actually run your business and look at the things that you do during your day that actually make you happy. Like there are probably a lot of things you're doing that you can just cross on off. Mm. Just don't do them anymore. (laughs) Obviously not like the important things that you should be responsible for, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Everybody knows what you mean. I know what you mean. But it's, (laughs) (laughs) but you're right. And it can, that realization can happen it's happened to me recently in the sense that I just couldn't get to that thing, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen. And oh, like you, it's okay. It actually didn't really need to happen. Life is still happening. <laughs> Life is still happening. We're still here. I'm still, still here. here. <laughs> Oh, Nicole. Well, this has felt like a very, speaking of fulfillment, this has been a very fulfilling chat. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Kate. And friends, as we close out today's chat on work-life balance or insert any type of balance that you want to have balanced, (laughs) we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might find this conversation helpful, maybe they need a little bit more balance in their life, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.